Welcome to Witch Witch Podcast. I'm Galena. I'm Lyra. Welcome to the darkness. Uh, so, this episode's coming at you a little later than expected, um, because nothing works, nothing ever works, um, from all of, we wanted to use one of our new microphones to record, since we couldn't figure out how to do two, and given all of our mucking around, trying to make two work, we now can't make any of them work. (laughs) So... We'll follow up on that later. Yeah, it's a it's a definite work in progress. I'm really hoping I don't have to go buy a goddamn MacBook. Yeah. Because that's going to take a year or two. Um, tax return money, maybe? Maybe. Also, uh, what we usually record on, my iPad, is dead. For stupid reasons, I can't find the charger. <laughs> Part of the plan today was to pick up a charger while we were out. And then we didn't. Yeah, that did not happen at all. So, we're recording on my cell phone. Excuse the quality. Yep. Uh, it's also going to be somewhat of a short episode for various reasons. Um, one, of wh- one of which being me not feeling... At 100%. I've somehow killed myself, and I don't know how I've done it. (laughs) So are you technically undead right now? Aren't I always? Yeah, well. Join us. Join us in the ranks of the undead. But today, um, we're going to cover another goddess. But before we get into that, I wanted to... Again, open up this platform to anybody who would like to share what their practice means to them. Specifically, we're looking for male witches, non-binary witches, trans witches, basically anybody who is not normally heard from. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We've gotten several replies already. It's all fantastic. I don't have a date yet from where we're going to compile all of that into a show. (laughs) But I'm still collecting that information, so if you haven't reached out to us yet, but you want to, or you... Especially if you're feeling nervous about it, just don't even... We are the worst. We are. And if you don't want your voice at all on the show, just tell us. We can share the information you've given us. I would prefer being able to, you know, maybe even... Have you do the dial-in thing and try that? When we try oh, to recording yeah. that, and we can we, we can talk. And, I know. We can talk and maybe talk about your experiences. I had somebody, um, at least two people, have sent us several videos on Instagram. They've, those have been lovely. I have not actually taken the time to sit down and watch them, so I'll have to do that after we record. They're lovely. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm excited to integrate those in and reach back out to them. So if you're listening, I apologize that I have not reached back out to you. Uh, it's been a been a crazy month. I feel like I say that every single time we record, but life's hectic and there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah, the frequency with which we say that has made me realize maybe we just live weird lives. You know what I mean? Like, regardless, it, there's always something 
that seems out of the ordinary going on. <laughs> that might just be anxiety talking, but no, it's, it's always, it's nonstop. I, um, I was talking to somebody trying to schedule for them to come into town and visit. And I was like, well, I've got this and this and this. I was like, these are the weekends we record. This is the time we do this. This is when we work on this. Uh, this is when I'm at work. This is, uh, and they're like, when do you have free time? And I was like, about two hours a week. And I think we spend that podcasting. Yeah. (laughs) I am. Until I started using planners, I didn't think I was a a busy person because I I do have um, some free time during the actual like regular work day. But even then there's other things that I am doing or sometimes avoiding. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, it's just putting it all down on paper like that really opens up your eyes. It's like, wow, I do a lot more than I thought I did. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot. So I apologize with our poor responses. Um, but not to just leave all that silence there. I'm excited. I want to hear from, you know, at least eight to 10 people right now. I think I've got about four or five. So I would like to hear from a few more of you if you're comfortable sharing your information. It can be completely um, anonymous on the show as well. Like, uh, to contact us, you'll probably have to have some username at least. But but if you have uh, an experience or something you want to share, we can do that without mentioning anything. Um, If you prefer not to go on a social media, you can also contact us by our email. Yes. Which is whichwitchpodcast at gmail.com. Our Instagram is which which podcast on Instagram. We have a Tumblr which uh, which is at which which podcast tumblr dot com, uh, but it, no one really interacts with it much. We don't check it very often because there was a lot of activity on it. I'd say either do Instagram or email. Yeah, those are the two we check <laughs> the most. You can do Twitter, um, but who knows if we'll look at it? Nettle usually does. Yeah, that's true. I don't think I even have Twitter currently downloaded on this phone. Oh dear, I don't think I do either. I got a new phone recently. Um, I also, speaking of nettle, I have a very ridiculous thing to share with you. It has nothing to do with the podcast, except vaguely revolving around witches. And I wanted to share it with you to get your your uh, reaction on okay. the podcast, because it's dumb. So uh, nettle and I our primary form of communication right now is sending TikToks to each other. Right. Right. Uh, And she sent me one um, of someone cosplaying one of the hex girls, which we love Mm. um, with actual, Oh God, what's it called? Dialogue from the movie they're in. I think they're in two movies actually, but this was from um, one of the (laughs) Scooby-Doo and the uh, witch ghost, ghost, witch, ghost of the witch. I don't remember the title. I don't know what it's called. Um, But one of the characters, I don't remember their names, was talking about how she's 116th Wiccan. (laughs) (laughs) And then later, she sent me another one, another Vine, another TikTok, because they continued with more dialogue from the movie. Uh, And it was that... It's a plot point, apparently, because the the one character and Velma were talking, and Velma's like, you have the Wiccan blood. 
Oh my. You, you're the only one who can defeat whatever the hell the ghost witch's name was. And it was a lot. I also, in, in the first one, um, she talks about how the ritual they witnessed was just some clove and mint to soothe her, uh, her throat because singing is difficult, which is fine. Clove's a weird choice, but whatever. I'm not going to talk about that. Clove disinfects and helps with pain. I mean, it's just, if your throat is, ru like, rough, though, like, clove... That'd be like just shoving a whole bunch of cinnamon down it. Right, almost. yeah. <laughs> I don't so, know. Anyway. Um, and I, I don't remember the specific scene they're referencing, but I really enjoy the idea of, like, the three of them brewing, like, tea in, like, a big fucking cauldron, just being as dramatic as hell about it, because... And it's just tea. <laughs> yeah, isn't that, isn't that all of us? It is. It is. <laughs> it is low-key all of us. <laughs> But I thought I'd share that with you. That is fantastic. One sixteenth Wiccan. Yes. Are you one sixteenth Wiccan? I just, I don't know if it was supposed to be a joke or if they just really got their facts wrong, but I love it a lot. Do you know what that made me think of? That made me think of when I revealed to somebody I was dating earlier this year that I had recently gotten back into witchcraft and we were doing this, and he was like, that's dumb as hell. Uh, fuck. Yeah. Wow, just right out with it, I guess. Yeah, and I was like, well, you know, uh, I don't think it's dumb. I'm actually very involved with it. Really reaching back into it. I was like, and it's not just, you know, me deciding to do it. Um, big reason I got back into it was finding out that my great-grandmother was a witch, and that I, you know felt a little bit more called to it because of that. And he's like, that's dumb. She probably wasn't a witch. I'm like, okay, you don't know anything about me or my family. You are just the worst. Oh my God. Oh yeah. That was, that was the day he also decided to tell me my, my degree was nonsense and stuff like that. So oh man, you should have just murdered him. Oh no, I had some hate sex and then never went back. Was it worth it? No. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's too bad. Anyways, <laughs> back to the podcast. Yep. If you have some experiences as a male witch, non-binary non witch, or queer, anything like that. Anything that's not really represented yeah. on the show. Or, I mean, fuck, because we've got a, a number of lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> a number. <laughs> but we're still open <laughs> Jesus. Okay. <laughs> like our lesbian quota is full, but we'll take more. <laughs> is basically what it sounds like I'm saying. Hey, well, we're full up on lesbians, but. <laughs> oh, Lord. Fuck. Excuse her. She was in the sun quite a bit today. That is true. Um. But no, I just want to get some perspectives that, honestly, I don't have, and I don't think most witches have. Yeah. I want to hear from people who don't really get a platform to share their story, or to share their experiences, or what their craft even means to them. Um, we had talked about this a little bit before on the show. Um, a lot of times when you go through and do research on different herbs, stones, etc., 
they're like, and this is aligned with masculine energy. This is aligned with female energy. And honestly, it's your practice. Assign whatever the fuck you want to it. But I can see where that'd be very alienating, especially if you're non-binary or if you're just not feeling, say, feminine or male vibes that day. And it's like, well, this is a male herb. It's aligned with masculinity and this god and that guy. I can see where that would just be. So, you know, stuff like that. Let me know how that affects you. Do you assign your own gender non- I almost said nominations. Gender nominations. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Sorry. I lost it for a second. Do you assign your own meanings? Do you go by feeling? Which, honestly, I feel like that's what we do with most of it. We're like, this says it's for this and this. However, I feel like it needs to be in this. (laughs) Intuition, you know. Yeah. Um, And there's... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, but do you you go more by intuition? Um, You know, just let us... You don't have to tell me that if it's personal, but you That's know, true. I'm, I'm just interested in it. Uh, and there is, there's a growing movement to remove all, um, gender markings from, uh, oh my God, uh, witchcraft in general. Jesus, I'm so sorry. It's okay. Uh, I hit a speed bump. <laughs> uh, Mental speed bump. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, and, and uh, I'm, honestly, I'm all for that. Yeah, but, I, and I mean, I can see where there, there are situations where it's, um, it's also important, though. Uh, like, we were discussing the possibility of, um, glamours and, uh, other things for, for people who are, uh, trans or non-binary and want to align themselves with a certain, uh, gender for any given time, you know, um, so, I mean, it's, it's just another one of those things. It's, it's your practice. You do what you want with it, as you have already said. <laughs> do whatever you want with it. It is your fucking practice. Yeah. But, yes, please reach out to us, email or Instagram, because those are the only ones that apparently exist. That's reliable. Yeah, those are, the, those are how you can connect with us reliably. Um... Uh, today is also, did I already mention it's going to be a short episode? Yes. Okay. Well, since it is going to be a short episode, we're not going to cut up into as many sections. I believe Nettle has a spooky story for us later. Um, and we're going to go ahead and just dive into Galena's goddess, what was it, grotto? Yes. Goddess grotto. Before I do that, though, I just want to say happy late Lama. Oh yeah, we meant to do something on the Instagram. Um, yeah, we've we made food and we were going to do this nice baked bread thing, and uh, the food killed us. So we ate and slept. Yeah. <laughs> Bread's still in there. Might still do it. Honestly, with most holidays, you've got a few days to play around with. I mean, yeah, because it was mostly regional when the holidays yeah. actually took place. Well, August first is traditional because that's the the first harvest. I might be incorrect because I remember when I, when we looked into it last year. I feel like there was it was like sometimes also like a five day thing. Yeah, no, that's yeah. what I mean. Oh, like okay. it started, it kicked off on the first. Like that was the official start, and then usually it was like three to four days or the whole week. Just depends on how crazy. Okay, we got a whole nother day. <laughs> if we go by the five day, <laughs> we got a whole yes. other day. All right. Well, I'm gonna bake that bread with the camembert in it. Hell yeah. Because it may sound fancy, but it was all on discount. 
<laughs> and we will make an offering for continued prosperity. Prosperity. I was going to say progress, and that wasn't the word I was looking for. Progress. I'm not at 100. <laughs> <laughs> I did harvest our onions yes. and our garlic. Yes, garlic. Garlic. Our basil's still out there fighting for its life. It is doing its damnedest. Gosh, it's just such, it's so good at what it's doing. I, I, I think it's the planters, the terracotta I think ones. Might be right, yeah. Nothing did well that we planted in yeah. the, just the terracotta planters. The oh, ones that are awesome. like terracotta and glazed, everything. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Did very well. Um, maybe we should clean out that one planter that the cats messed up and trans, transplant? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the basil and I like it. that idea. Let's do yeah, that. I've got plenty of potting mix left, so let's do that. Yeah. Um. Found out why my tomatoes and peppers aren't growing well. All right. Um. Some trash demons. So, uh, one night I looked out on the porch, and there were there was a whole family of raccoons, like a mama and three or four babies out there eating cat food and when they finished eating cat food and turning the water bowl that we have out on the porch over they just it was almost like they lined up they all came up and just pawed the tomatoes <laughs> just feeling them didn't do anything didn't bite them didn't pull them off they rubbed just, their face on them yeah they sniffed them and they touched them with their little hands <laughs> their little people hands person hands uh, and then I made a giggly sound and scared them, and they all ran off the porch and back into the storm drain where they apparently live. Yeah. Also, when it sounds like Satan is <laughs> sliding down the wall next to my window, we found out it's a raccoon. I will put that picture up on Instagram because it just kind of looked at Lyra like, what? It was great. <laughs> Because we were outside, um, because the day before Llamas, we were getting ready yeah. for the holiday and new moon energy and all that stuff, clearing out all the negativity to start our fall season and all that stuff anew. And the sage went wild, and it I set off the smoke alarm. The whole house. So we had to go outside and finish. We <laughs> never had sage react that hard. To being, like, fanned and blown on, you know? some It'll smoke pretty well, but Jesus, it filled the entire house. It still smells like smoke in here, and that was days ago. Yeah. yeah. It's like five or six days ago. Yeah, but we've drawn this out as much as possible. Oh, gosh, Like, I'm not so on purpose, but I mean... We've just been chatting. <laughs> yeah, we've been chatting. I, I miss you guys. <laughs> the one-way conversation that we have. Lovely. We can completely dominate it. <laughs> like Cecil. And that's like, I don't know if anybody out there is listening. This may all be made made up. I mean, the only proof I have that I'm real is me talking into this. <laughs> Man, I really get Cecil, right? <laughs> Seriously, though, when, and I don't know if any of you guys listen to Night Vale. I'm sure some of you do. Some of you may not. Um, when Cecil met the love of his life, he was angry, relatable, and relatable. Uh, that the entire show consisted of him talking about Carlos coming into town. He's like, why his perfect hair? Why his perfect teeth? Teeth like a military cemetery. 
It's beautiful. Everyone should listen to Night Night Vale. I almost said Nightcast. Fuck me. Let's listen let's to Nightcast. That's my new podcast. <laughs> Nightcast. Only at night. <laughs> that is what we podcast. What the fuck are you talking about? You're only allowed to listen to it at night, too, though. Uh, see, there are yeah, rules. There's, there's rules. You can't access it. And then if you break the rules, we murder you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's legal because there's a binding contract at the it's beginning. a binding audio contract. <laughs> legal. Figure out the logistics for us. I love that you addressed a fictional legal thing. <laughs> Gotta move on. Laughing hurts my throat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So back to the goddess grotto. Yes. Which I imagine is a nice under the sea grotto, much like the Little Mermaids, with little statues of all the goddesses I've covered so far. Some goddesses really hate it. I'm sure. Yeah. Some of them are like, "What the fuck are we doing underwater?" <laughs> I'm a sun goddess. God damn it. And the gods are like. What? <laughs> Do we not get a grotto? The answer is no, they're in a heap outside. <laughs> I am gonna get smote. I am. <laughs> no, they're in a heap outside. Fuck them. I toss some gasoline on them, I'm gonna light those motherfuckers up. On fire, under the water. Yes. Let's move on. Hey, if they can have fire on Spongebob, so can we. I, th- I genuinely think Spongebob fully takes place in an alternate dimension where things just aren't the same. <laughs> For many reasons. Uh, 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 okay. Well, today's goddess is Sekhmet. I apparently have been pronouncing her name incorrectly my entire life because I've been calling her Skamet. There's no A in there. Anywhere. Um, Sekhmet is the absolutely fabulous lion-headed goddess of the Egyptian pantheon. She is a warrior goddess and a goddess of healing. I love the duality there. I feel like I say that in every single episode. (laughs) I'm like, I love the duality because usually it's a goddess of birth and a goddess of death. This one, she's the goddess of healing and the goddess of war. Uh, let's see. She can be depicted as a lioness, which Fuck was yeah. the fiercest hunter that the Egyptians knew. Down. Although, I don't know. Crocodiles and hippos, pretty damn fierce in my my opinion. But I'm I can see that. percent for lions all the time. <laughs> any day. She's also depicted as a woman with the head of a lioness, a solar disc, and a uraeus, which is the... Uh, striking cobra around it with the oh, head, yeah. which is usually the Egyptian asp. What was it called? Uraeus. Uraeus. Mm-hmm. I love that. U R A E U S. I love that you knew I was going to Google it. I did. And I don't know if you heard me giggling earlier when I was looking up a few things, but I Googled what a Uraeus is because I knew Lyra would want to know what that is. And because, you know, I wanted to be sure. I looked at it and I was like, oh, that's probably the snakes. I don't want to guess. I don't want to get smoked. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> but it's the rearing cobra, which looks like an asp. 
And that always makes me, when I think of asps, you know, like, oh, it's an Egyptian asp. Do you know what goes through my mind? What? Egyptian asps, Lindsay. Very poisonous. You go first. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I saw a very strange movie when I was young where Cleopatra does the whole thing where she, mm. you know, has the asp biter to kill herself. But, like, they took in a really weird direction. They had it bite her directly on the nipple. Oh, but they... It it does say that it bit her on the breast. I always yeah. assumed it was like right at the heart. Right, but like no, they no. went. She's they like went right here. Nipple. She's like poison me from the the source of life. And the actress was like, ah, it was very sexual, Ooh. and I didn't like it. What movie was that? I don't. I was really young. I was like, That's I don't definitely remember. not the Elizabeth Taylor version. No, it was something real shitty. Um, like the the quality was really shitty. Uh. Not just of like the writing. I mean. <laughs> I was just thinking, it was like, you accidentally watched one of Dad's porns. I'm gonna say it's possible. <laughs> Anyways, moving forward. Uh, she's usually depicted as dressed in red, the color of blood. Uh, she's usually holding an onk, and I don't remember what else, because I didn't write it down, because I was like, I'll remember. <laughs> um, sometimes she is called the daughter of Ra. She's very closely associated with Bastet, which I guess they're both cats. They're the same. Well, do they do they share any similar roots or? I don't know. I didn't look into that part. Okay. Because um, I was wondering that being both being cat themed, but I mean, does it not not necessarily? You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, fucking uh, awesome! Um, I found a really cool picture. I'm so sorry. Let me see. That is a really cool picture. You should save that and share it to the oh, Instagram. Okay. Instagram, you're so right. Um, that is the closest thing that I've ever seen to, like, a Power Ranger villain. Yeah. Um, but. It's very cool. It will be on the Instagram. Her name means power or might, or it can be translated as, and I like these names. The one who is powerful or mighty. One before whom evil trembles. Love that. The Mistress of Dread. Oh, hell yeah. Lady of Slaughter. And She Who Mauls. Oh my god. Yeah. She's pretty fucking awesome. To placate her wrath, priestesses and priests performed a ritual in front of a different statue of her every day. Oh. There were something like 500 and some statues of, funerary statues of her in Aminatep's tomb. Uh, let's see here. And many of her statues survive because if you look at them, I've got one that I've, that I took a picture of in the Met. Almost all of her statues were very rigid statues, meaning there were no parts sticking out. Like a lot of the statues you'll see, like one of their arms are raised or they'll have big elaborate things that are sticking off the body. Hers were very smooth, very situated like if if the headdress went up the back of the head went just as thick there was nothing they wanted to make sure that it didn't break because they were terrified of upsetting her that's fair in her temples they kept tame lions oh my god yeah segment <coughs> sorry <laughs> festivals were celebrated at the end of battles so that the destruction would end this 
is because of a myth that I'll be getting to here in a few moments. I'm just going to go ahead and talk about it because it's too cool. The reason why they did this is Ross sent Hathor as Skemet. There's a lot of crossover there to Earth to destroy more to destroy the mortals who are conspiring against him. Her bloodlust was so great that she almost killed all of humanity, as one does. Yeah. Uh, to stop to stop her, Raw poured out beer dyed with ochre or hematite so that it resembled blood. Mistaking it for blood, she drank all of it. And she became so drunk that she just went home peacefully. <laughs> Me. <laughs> but during the festivals that were reenacting this, they'd play music to soothe her and drink great quantities of wine. Priests and priestess and the populace were served to excess. So this was a wild, raucous party. Everybody got drunk as hell. Oh, fuck yeah. To symbolize what she did. Live hard, play hard. <laughs> Wait, no, work hard, play It's almost both. Nice. Go ahead. Um, a lot of times she was seen as the fierce side of, of Hathor. So that a lot of times they were seen as the same goddess, just the different faces. Um, on the, the healing side, her priests became skilled healers. If you saw a healer... That wasn't a priest. They usually studied under the priests. Uh, let's see. Part of her duality I love is she's the lady of terror, lady of life. Yes. I want to be that. I know, right? Um, but in the Book of the Dead, she is also recognized as a force of creativity and destruction. So a lot of it, it makes me think of especially like where she is one of the more primordial goddesses, a lot of times that goes hand in hand. That makes sense. Creation and destruction. Because before you can create something, you have to destroy something. But at this moment, that is all I have about our beloved Sekhmet. Gosh, she's so, I really honestly didn't know much about her. She's fantastic. <clears throat> I wanted to take this point to talk about our trip to New York. Um, at the Met, they have an enormous Egyptian collection. Um, we went to it. There's one room which is filled with statues. Mm -hmm. There weren't very many mummies in that room, but three or four. Yeah. But when you walked in you could tell it was a holy place. Absolutely. Um, and they had uh, the temple. Mm -hmm. They also had the temple there that did have a mummy in it. And did you it did... have a mummy in it? Did it not have it a had mummy? a statue in it. Was it. That was the one where you looked through the keyhole and you could see the statue yeah. in it. Okay. I apologize. Do you want to um, elaborate? Sorry. It was just, there's just, because for us personally, we were kind of rushing through so we could get to see as much as we could. Uh, while still trying to be respectful of what we were looking at, because we we wanted to be able to look at everything and give uh, every uh, part of the museum the time it deserves, because there's so much. Um, but we, we really didn't, we weren't able to. There were constraints. Um, if you ever go control. to the Met, your pass to the Met is a three-day pass. Yeah, which we didn't know. Yeah, I had no clue. Um, plan accordingly. You can't do it in one day. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, 
and then uh the room it the room before the temple is the one with the, the big statues and the, mm-hmm. the mummies. That felt and, like... And that's where it starts, because we were, like, school kids. We were giddy. We were having a, a great mm-hmm. time. We walked in. It was an immediate feeling of calm. And It was almost like the, there was silence, like, just such a silence that, like, it... It was thick. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, it. your eardrums were suddenly, like, oh. And this is a place that I need to be very quiet and respectful. Absolutely. And it wasn't just us. Uh, children walked into that room and fell quiet. Because you'd hear them talking in the hall, and then they would enter the room, and they're just like... Yeah. It was such a, a difference, one room to the next. Because, you know, the first... Uh, the, the room that we entered through, everybody's... If they're not enjoying themselves, like loudly they're at least like having conversations with whoever mm-hmm. they're there with about what they're looking at no one really did that uh we didn't even talk we just kind of like visually communicated back yeah. and forth wordlessly it was it was impressive that sort of the sort of feeling that mm-hmm. that, that space had um and there were there were a few individual items in the different museums visited that had that sort of feeling to them but it was it was everything and that one room yeah it was you could feel it absolutely it was amazing uh, it's definitely if you're ever in new york or near U- new york it's worth the trip mm-hmm. um was there any anything else about uh the trip to new york you wanted to but no, i just mostly wanted to talk about that room um in that room there was one statue of Sacrament, I think. I can't remember. There was another one that I have a picture of I'll be posting on the Instagram. That was uh, her twin pillar ones. And I don't remember which temple it was they were at. Because I'm terrible. Um, But it was fantastic. There was a lot of information to take in. There was. And exactly what we were afraid of is that we would go through and see it all and retain almost nothing. Yeah. Um, But absolutely... uh, I was just going to reiterate, absolutely visit those museums if you have the chance. They're amazing. Oh. And um, The Med is just fantastic. It really is. It lives up to the hype. Some museums you go in and you're like, eh. Yeah. But the Met absolutely lives up to the hype. And there's one room that's in almost every movie that talks about New York. <laughs> it's the room with the temple. Yeah. Usually it's covered, like, the there's a water and it's really gorgeous. It unfortunately didn't have any uh, any they water. They had it drained, so I think there's maybe something wrong with the filtration system. Yeah. What was funny is there were statues of different goddesses. Um, the four that I can't remember all their names. I know Bast is one, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sekhmet is one. And then there's two other ones that are considered, like, the four. <laughs> um, they're, they're looking over this temple that they've basically reconstructed. Uh, got beautiful light coming in and usually has the water and there was this man in his like late 50s telling a woman who did not want to listen all about how this is incredible because this is what they were going for in queen of the damned oh my god i remember i because we seriously stood there for a minute talking about how should we start a conversation with him do we have time i know i know because like the lady who was with him did not want to hear it but like we did but like it was, it's it's honestly truthful in the movie, and in the book she they talked about how, 
you know, they tried to recreate what the temple looked like for the room that they housed Akasha in. But, like, it was just so funny. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, so he's like, the people who did the movie came and looked at this and looked at that. And the lady's just kind of like, uh-huh. <laughs> I will say, you'll hear some of the weirdest fucking conversations in museums in New York. <laughs> you really will. It's also possible you'll see two adult women licking a dinosaur bone. So, I mean, I, we can't <laughs> say anything about it. I definitely had a lot of weird conversations in museums. Um, there's one I'll post in from the Museum of Natural History, this dinosaur, that he already looks ridiculous. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the one I was like, if you worked here and you put googly eyes on him, do you think you'd get fired? And Lyra was like, I'm pretty sure they got fired for the way they did the eyes anyways. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm so excited for everybody to see it. Um, <coughs> but you know, I'm rambling again. Um, but there's just, there is something about the intention that went into the statues to, you know, to bring it back to what we were talking about. And I mean, the, the generations that spent the time carving that and what, building, worshiping even, because mm -hmm. all of that intent poured into the, these stone figures and it's, it's intense. It's a lot. There's a, there's a necklace. I'll have to go through the just unfortunate amount of pictures I took. Um, of a necklace that has all of these little idols carved into it. And when I say they're bead size, I mean they're like... They're teeny tiny. They're little bead size. And they are fully... Fully, fully carved, yeah, yeah, fully carved, fully detailed. Like, you mm -hmm. can see exactly what they are. That one, there was a... There was a bass, there was a... A bess, a raw... A, like, you could just go through and, like, name them. You're like, oh my god. It was amazing. It was almost like the full pantheon was just on the necklace. Yeah. I was amazed. There was one that was carved out of amethyst, too. Yeah. Oh, it was gorgeous. There was a lot of really beautiful work. Even if, um, even if you don't go for the very interesting cultural uh, things that you'll learn, um, the, the craftsmanship is, is worth it enough. Um, and there's... God, it was a chair. No, it was a box. There was a, a chest or something that literally looked like something you could buy in a store today. Oh, yeah. It was the, the makeup chest. Yeah. it, And I mean, not just like it was the same style of it. No, I mean, it looked like it was brand new the mm -hmm. way it was preserved. And it was just gorgeous. There's another thing. We were laughing because we were looking. I was like, oh, that looks like a board game. It fucking it was. was a board game. Which, I mean, I guess isn't super surprising when no. you think about it. But No, like, because, you know, stuff's always existed, yeah. but still. Like, the, the little roller toys for children is is just amazing. Um, but, yeah, no, it, it's just when you realize how much time is between you and the person that created that or the person that was enjoying that, it's just, mm -hmm. it's wild. Yeah, because you're instantly able to recognize what it is. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, the other thing, we were looking at it. And it was an incense burner. It looks exactly yeah. like, I mean, it's made of stone, so it doesn't look exactly like, but I mean, it's shaped. It has the same trough in it as an incense burner that I use now. And then they had a resin burner where you could tell where they put the charcoal disc and it still had like resin residue in it. And oh, it was, yeah. it was just, it was just incredible. It's one of those things like when you see it, you're like, oh yeah, absolutely. And like, you could automatically just recognize what it is. There's also another conversation in there that was adorable. Is this this father is walking his daughter through the Egyptian section, 
And he stops in front of a display, and he's like, do you know what these are? And she's like, canopic jars. She was little, too. She's like, maybe four. And he's yeah. like, you know what those are? <laughs> he was very surprised. It was wonderful. When we were joking about that she maybe watched The Mummy. <laughs> uh, but I think that's all we have in this section, yes? I believe that's all we've got to cover right now in this section. Uh, so... Yeah, Nettle has a spooky story next, and I guess we'll do a sign-off as well. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll catch you in the sign-off. Yeah, see you in a few minutes. Nettle here to share some spooky stories that I hope, sincerely, are not supernatural in nature and are just weird shit happening. Um, not too long ago, I was walking home uh, very late at night into the early morning, and... This, this is honestly a pretty nice time to walk because I don't usually run into very many people. If I do, usually they just leave me alone because usually they're they're going a different direction. Honestly, most of the time they're in cars. Um, so anyway, I'm walking. I've just walked past uh, some houses and I'm you know I'm about to about to turn to get closer to my house and I like I cross the street because it, it's just easier to walk that way if I cross around that point. And I start hearing somebody talking behind me and it's very odd. I can't remember the exact wording, but it was very soft because I didn't even realize it was, it was somebody talking at first and it was just the phrasing seemed off. Uh, but essentially I, I hear somebody just saying words. I, like I feel like it might, one of them might've been honey or something to catch my attention. So I turn around and there is what is presumably a woman uh, because I can't see I can't see anything about this person. I can just hear their voice. Like I can see their their shape, but they're just out of all the lights, which is kind of freaky because honestly, it's pretty easy to see around that area late at night. Uh, their face is completely blacked out because of how they're not near any lights. Uh, they're just out of the, I guess, the line of the light. And the person upon me turning around starts walking towards me and saying things like, hey, I'll give you a ride home. Well, not even, hey, I think it was just, oh, I'll give you a ride home. Come over here. I'll, I'll, I'll take you home. Um, to which I am completely panicked because this is weird. And also, some I've, I've walked this way multiple times at night without encountering anyone. Like, I think the most I've encountered is somebody, like, standing outside while their dog was outside or somebody standing outside with a cat or something. And in all cases, we just ignored, we all ignored each other. Um, so I respond very quickly with, oh, no, I live very close. I'm fine. And just um, as the person went, OK, and started to back off, I booked it because what the fuck? Um, so I spent the rest of the the rest of the trip, the, the short trip, just constantly looking behind me and being a little freaked out because as soon as I get home, I have to go right back out to walk my dog. Uh, but no, the person just the, the presumably person just, you know, uh, backed off and disappeared. Uh what in the interaction itself unsettled me what made it worse was i walked right by where the person was just a few minutes before they called out to me but not even a few minutes probably a few seconds before they called out to me i did not hear or see a car come up behind me or in front of me i didn't hear uh the door to the house open i didn't hear a door to the car open i have no idea where this person came from i don't know if they were just outside and they saw me walk by and that's what made them respond i genuinely hope they're just a good samaritan 
as a person who walks a lot, I I always sincerely hope that people will just leave me alone when I'm walking. <laughs> like, I understand being kind and offering rides and things like that. But honestly, it just scares the shit out of me. And this one was made worse by the fact that I never saw the person's face. And I don't know if I've ever seen anyone around that particular house they were at. Because I'm not positive which house it was. I just know it was one of, like, three. Um... So again, I, I sincerely hope it was just somebody being a very nice person, but also I have no idea where the fuck they came from and I don't know where the fuck they went. <laughs> Another story, uh, again, walking home very late at night or early into the morning. Uh, it was storming, not super bad, but like, I think it was, I think it was like drizzling and like the wind was blowing. So I'm a little, a little closer to home than I was before, uh, to the previous story. And as I'm walking, um, I, I'm looking ahead of me and I'm looking down and I see the shadow from what I think's the power line just fucking going crazy. Like it's just swinging back and forth. It's just shifting real hard. I was kind of freaked out. So I was like, oh, I'm actually going to look at this for once. I usually don't, you know, just look up at the power line as I'm walking. So I look up at the power line and the power line is not moving. Like, it, it might be moving a tiny bit, but it's not swinging wildly like I would expect from um, the amount of craziness I saw from the shadow. So I, again, panic, book it, and just get home and just, you know, decide I'm not going to really deal with that. Not really going to explore what the fuck that was. Um, so... A few nights later, or maybe even the next night, I sorry, because I don't I'm not good with time, but I've noticed multiple times since then. I've never seen the shadow from the power line again as I walk home. The lighting's the same. It's not like it was brighter that night. Um, so I don't know what I was looking at. I don't know what happened. I don't know how the circumstances changed. It was very strange. Um, I also honestly might have been looking at the wrong power line. Um, I don't believe so, and out of some self-preservation that I may or may not have, I'm going to continue to not explore where else that shadow could have been coming from. <laughs> um, although I guess I don't really... I was gonna say out of self-preservation, but it's not like that stopped me from that stops me from walking very late at night. Um, and, and general safety practices, uh, because upon telling people that story, I had a couple people offer suggestions on things I should be carrying, uh, weapon weapon wise, to protect myself. Uh, I do carry pepper spray with me. Um, I'm a little more lax about it during the day, which not to say that things can't happen during the day, but during the night, I'm a little more freaked out. While I do carry pepper spray to make me feel a little bit safer, I also am 100% going to punch somebody if they get close enough to me and scare me. Um, I guess I could have started with that. In general, as a safety practice, just sort of have an idea of what you would do depending on various situations and just be prepared to act on them. Uh, I, feel like, I feel like just being prepared to commit to a decision is a good way to handle it. Uh, and just go through different things you can do. Um, I, as mentioned before, tend to book it when things get a little weird, but not necessarily directly confrontational. Um, 
a smarter person would take different routes. Uh, my two routes are basically I can go through very residential areas that tend to be quiet or I can go behind some businesses that are all closed at that time of night. Uh, because of various life changes, I shouldn't be walking out that late at night alone for at least a little while. So that'll help. And um, just be aware of your surroundings. Uh, I I obviously didn't do great with that with my first story since I don't have a clue where that lady came from. Uh, but in general, you know, just keep an, keep a, an eye out. Um, I don't listen. I, I don't know if other people do. Well, I assume other people do. I don't listen to music or anything when I walk because I rely on my ears a lot. Um, just, you know, keep an eye on what's going on and be safe. And I mean, don't, if you feel unsafe, feel okay to reach out to somebody else or to do something else. Um, in my case, I should have reached out to somebody else after the first story I provided and gotten a ride home after that. Um, I had sort of hoped everything would just align so I could catch a ride with a person that I had a, a previous sort of ride agreement going on but then I was I I didn't catch them in time um so yeah just be safe <laughs> have plans and uh just be prepared I guess uh I usually don't but I do have multiple people who are okay with me calling them especially very late at night if I'm out and about uh just as as a safety measure um because it, it can be intimidating to other people if you're obviously in contact with somebody else. Um, but yeah, stay safe. All right. Um, we don't really have anything to discuss with you here at the end. Uh, unless you do. It's very quiet. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was thinking, Jesus. Um... Maybe tie in a little bit of what Nettle talked about last episode um, about familiars. Because she didn't really go into, you know, what her, because she said she, at this time she doesn't think any of her animals are really familiars because they don't really get involved. Um, we think that Bast might be yeah. a familiar. Uh, the way she came to us was kind of, kind of strange. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we found her after a rainstorm, and she just came up to us. Uh, she had a collar on, but no one claimed her. We, we tried. We tried giving her away. But she and I bonded almost immediately. We brought her in the house. Uh, Lyra was like, oh, come here, kitten, let me pet you. She let Lyra pet her and then was like, all right, I'm going back to Right back, up. yeah. She really picked you. But anytime we do anything... She wants to be involved. She mm -hmm. gets really upset when we do it outside because we don't let her go out with us. But if I do anything in the house, um, either with Lyra or by myself, she's right there. I do my research. She's right there. Um, Even if we're not doing something, we're just getting something out of our kit. She's in the box. Yeah. No, the witch kit, she absolutely loves. Anytime you crack it open, she wants to be in it, playing in it. Smelling everything, touching everything. Anytime we burn incense, she's there. Uh, it's almost as if, like, when I start laying down my circle, she comes and sits in it. It's like, all right, what are we doing? I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> 
she oddly does listen. Yeah. Absolutely she does. Um, if you tell her to do something, she knows. Yeah, she's still a cat. Yeah, she's don't want to do she cat things. She definitely sometimes looks at you like, yeah, I'm not listening right now. Like, but if I'm it's not serious, gonna obey like, you. fast, no. Or fast, don't touch that. She'll just kind of look at you like, okay. Yeah. And then she'll just sit back down. She's very good about it. Mm-hmm. I am very afraid she is going to singe part of herself off. <laughs> it's very real to her. <laughs> So we've had to we've had to put everything way up high. Uh, stones, tarot cards, mm-hmm. everything. Uh, you guys, I'm sure have seen many of my tarot card posts. Have a body part of Bast in it. That one she clawed me because I think she wasn't done giving her interpretation of the cards. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I'll sometimes find her. Like, if I leave my tarot cards up in my room, she'll be sitting on them. One time I left them out on my bed, and I came home, and she had them, like, rolled out a little bit and, like, was laying on them. (laughs) But, yeah, no. Do you have anything to add about familiars? I I don't, um, because neither of the the animals under my direct care right now are very (laughs) familiar-y. But that's all right. I think Freya would like to be, but she doesn't quite. She's, she's incompetent. It's <laughs> uh, just a little too crazy. <laughs> she, she likes to be involved, but she doesn't quite know what to do. She doesn't like being involved when there's any smoke involved, though. Yeah. Bast is like, bring on the surge. Yeah, she gets really excited about it. But no, that's that's everything I have. Okay. So, remember, reach out to us. And reach out to us. You don't have to be male, non-binary, or any form any, of... Anything, really. You can be whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You can reach we'll, out to we'll us. We'll be happy to hear from you. There's a, there are a few that we've gotten some messages from that we haven't addressed. I apologize. We will be getting to those this week. Mm-hmm. So, don't give up. We will be contacting you back. <laughs> we ta- We have to take time. I'm so sorry. But, uh, anything in general to add? No. You? Nope. All right. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and stay spooky. And keep your tits up. <laughs>